Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing the impact, good and bad, that dogs and cats have on your six pillars of intimacy. And there's a quote from Tom Jones that says, dogs have a way of finding the people who need them and filling a void they didn't know they had. And we're going to be talking about that void and what it looks like with marriage and how it impacts the two of you in today's episode. Yes. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And, you know, a hug is really an opportunity for Tony and I behind these microphones to say, look at what you're doing in your marriage. Like you're making a difference. You're being intentional. You're taking action. It's like that virtual high five. Yeah. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family Facebook group, private Facebook group. It said, about six or seven months ago, I discovered this podcast. I was super excited that I finally found something that resonated with me. My husband, shockingly, was on board. And we had a solid six months of things being better than it's been for years. Then my son's hockey season started back up. Between the demanding schedule and work demands, the time for me and my husband was reduced drastically. Things started to slip. Coffee breaks were forgotten. Date nights skipped. Our weekly showers together were forgotten about. Yeah, don't forget about those. Don't forget about those. Our emotional intimacy, which had skyrocketed, was declining. It left me feeling defeated and down. I kept bringing the subject up to my husband, but nothing I did seemed to kickstart things back up. I kept on listening to the podcast daily, usually with the unplayed options, so I knew which ones I hadn't listened to. I thought I had already listened to episode 700, Believing for a Breakthrough, so I kept skipping over it for months. Until this morning, something told me to play it. Maybe because I was really down and really did need to believe for a breakthrough. As I was listening to one of the hugs, and just so you guys know, all of our 100 episodes, so 102, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, are an episode that is completely dedicated to hugs. Yep. We we have them come in from all over the world. She goes on to say, as I was listening to one of the hugs, something sounded familiar. After replaying the hug, I realized that hug was for me. I sent that to you guys months ago. I listened to how excited I was to start this lifestyle, how hopeful I was, how connected my husband and I had become, and it made me cry. I truly believe that it was God himself saying, remember that place you were in, stay hopeful, Mm. put the work in, have faith. I think I need to remember that every couple has seasons, maybe ours being hockey, and that maybe it's not something to feel defeated over, but rather look at it as a time that is needed to put a little extra effort into finding more time for each other. Thank you for everything you guys do. Yeah. And that's such a great revelation to have, right? Every couple does have seasons. That's the beauty of where we're at. And sometimes we can be on the mountaintop and everything seems so great up here. And then something may come up. Elisa and I, having raised a son who played football since he was in the fifth grade, we understand seasons. Mm. Football season is real. It is real. How many years did we go not really taking an anniversary trip? Cause it's right in the middle of football season. So we would take a day or we try to do it in the middle of the week or something, but it 
it was a season of our marriage and, and we had to learn that, you know what? It's okay. We can still stay connected in our pillars of intimacy. It just looks different right now than when it does other times of the year. So good on you both and good for you to just, you know, listening to that episode and, and hearing where you were because where you are now is still, I believe, in an amazing place where you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. Well, awareness is everything. Mm. Awareness is everything. And just as an ironic side note, now our daughter is team manager for a football team. And so we're actually still football parents. Well, the same football team our son played. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like we we thought we were we thought we were yes. done when he graduated and now she's team manager. So well, just kidding. Friday just kidding. night after we do we do dinners after every game. Um and Friday night, Elise and I were there serving. We didn't roll in home until I don't know, about 1115, 1130. Yep. That's for us. That's past our bedtime at this point in time. So you know what? That that changes the dynamics in how we, we connect and what we do in, mm-hmm. in this time. So uh, for all of you who are going through something, just like Elisa said, be aware where you're at. And then how do you adjust your six pillars of intimacy to fit that point right now? Well, and this episode is another episode that really does highlight the need to be aware Mm. of what's going on in your marriage because this episode literally was birthed um, just a few days ago because I was having a conversation with a couple in the one family and and I've been doing multiple interviews with those in the one family because the next book um, that well the book that will come out fall of 2023 is yes. going to be the em- the six pillars of intimacy the empty nester edition so I've been talking to empty nesters doing interviews and we were wrapping up this interview and this couple said to me hey uh, I don't think have you ever done an episode on the impact of pets in marriage and my immediate thought was no because you know what Tony and I don't have pets so it's just like no I'm and, and Elisa and I just FYI for everybody, we have never had a four-legged furry pet in our in, in our t- in our time that we've been together, married. We've had fish and maybe a guinea pig we watched for a little bit. Yeah, like when the school when the kids were in kindergarten and first grade and there was like the hamster or the guinea pig or something that had to come home. Like I was like, ooh, we can do that for a weekend. Yeah. Sweet. That's I, I think it was the guinea pig. And and that probably is why we never had cooey when we went to Peru. Okay, sure. <laughs> Kiwi is Peruvian for guinea pig. It's a delicacy there. Yes. Um, well, I don't know if it's a delicacy. It's everywhere. So it's probably like it's chicken. It's probably not a de- delicacy. It's probably, like it's probably just a chicken. Anyway. Uh, but just from the get-go, we have never had pets. We have... We did both have dogs as children. Yes. And we have many of friends here in town who do have pets. So when we go to their place, their dogs are around or we're going and doing things with our friends. Us, not there. Much to our children's dismay because they would love, Alex, even at his sweet age of almost 20, would love for his mom and dad to get a puppers as he affectionately refers to dogs. And Abby has told us, and we know, we know the benefits of having animals. You don't have to write in and say, you guys don't know what you're missing. We get it. It, It's just not what we want in our lifestyle. So just, you don't need to write us in and, (laughs) and tell us that. If you want to, you can. I mean, you can, but just know that that's, that's where we're at. But this couple was going on and, you know, just talking about this pet and marriage dynamic. And they were just saying how they'd heard statements from their friends. Like I'd rather sleep with my dog than my spouse. And I was like, say what? And the minute that first statement came out, I'm like, we're going to do an episode on this. If people are actually making these kinds of statements, like some of the other ones, there's only one room for, there's only room for one other person in this bed and it's not you. I'm like, Oh, Um, if I have to choose between you or the dog, the dog stays. And, and we'll also say, 
it, this could also lean into the cat yeah, as I'm, well. It's it just a lot of dog comments because it's easier than going back and forth and saying yes. dog, cat, dog, cat, dog, cat. But like legitimately, those are statements as, as marriage coaches, as a couple that has been working in the marriage world here for... I mean, we've been doing the podcast for almost 13, 13 years. Oh my gosh, almost 13 years. Um, those are statements that kind of are, I'm not even going to say kind of, they're very concerning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because if the animal is taking the place of the spouse, then we've got, we've got, an, we've got concerns. Mm-hmm. There's a dynamic that needs to be addressed. And, you know, Tony said we don't have pets, but it's interesting. Like even as I started preparing for this episode, total flashback a couple years ago, we're out to dinner with friends. They didn't have any children at the time. So it was just, you know, the two of them and they're, as they affectionately refer to it, their fur baby. And so they were, we were, it happens all the time when Tony and I are out, people start talking to us about their sex life. It, it's just, it's understood. And so they started talking to us about it. And, and so it comes up in conversation that it's really hard for the wife to have sex when the dog is in the room. And so they don't have sex as much as the husband would like because the dog sleeps in their bedroom. Yeah. Like she feels awkward that they're having sex and the dog in front is of the dog. watching. Right. And so it was just this interesting, like that never had ever crossed my mind. And so when she said this, I was like, that is really interesting. And you could see the husband just going like, it's a dog. You know, mm-hmm. he goes, it, it's a dog. It, it, it's, it doesn't know what's going on. We're, and if it does, it's not like it can talk to anybody about it. So Right. And so it was just this really interesting, like you, you could tell that they, they both want to be having sex. It's just there's this dog in the room that she wants in the room, and yet they're not having the sexual intimacy they desire, so we have to sort of like discuss a little what's going on here. Right. And sometimes when we're out with friends, we're, it's, it's not so much of a discussion as a statement like, the dog needs to sleep somewhere else. I mean, that was, that was both Tony and I are just like, the dog needs a new bedroom. Right. Because if this is what's, if this is the obstacle to the two of you having sexual intimacy, then we need to remove the obstacle. I'm not telling you, you have to get rid of your dog. Okay. So I want to be clear. We're not telling any of you, you have to get rid of your cat or dog. We do have to actually get into this place though of going, okay, wait a minute. What's the primary relationship here in the household? Is it, is it pet to owner or is it husband and wife? Yeah, and, and what does that look like? And I understand this is a sensitive subject. I mean, Tony has an aunt who I literally just, I don't know. Did you see the Halloween pictures? No. Okay. Um, she has a little Frenchie. A it's be- a cool dog. It's a beautiful, I mean, the dog is beautiful. It's like that that crazy blue-gray color yeah, that's just it's, it's fabulous. It's a beautiful dog. Um, the dog was the Pope. for Hall- and actually oh. won best costume contest <laughs> because it had like the whole, like. It's awesome. It, it, hysterical and fully entertaining yeah but but that's not that that can be a challenge well it's interesting what you brought up real quickly and it just it just hit me was where's a priority Mm -hmm. where's the priority and and how are we laying that out in our lives And, and elisa and i have said many a times over the years here here's how it looks you know god spouse kids, family, work. Like that's that's sort of like the priority. That's the rundown that we, we adhere to, that we look at and go, where are we? Because if the kids become number one, 
right? And there were times when that happened. 100%. It's out of order. The priority is out of order. And we could see the cracks in our pillars because of the order. And I never thought about it until now that, well, if you do have a dog or a cat, where's a priority on that list? Because mm. if it's God, spouse, kids, family, work, and all of a sudden Peppers over here is number one, then you're going to have some frustration mm-hmm. between you and your spouse because the attention where it's where it's lying is on the dog, on the cat. And, and you know, to be honest, you guys did share, and we know that there are lots of good things associated with pets. You talked yes. about how much you know the two of you enjoy relaxing with them, laughing about their antics, playing with them, getting out and doing walk and talks because you got to walk the dog, so you yeah. get out there. Um, you know, having those shared responsibilities, and that. That's all stuff that we would expect to hear from you. Where it starts to become concerning and where this episode really came from is looking at the fact that 35% of you who responded to an Instagram poll last week said that there are times in your marriage when it seems like the pet is more important than the relationship. Exactly what I was saying. Mm -hmm. 35% of you are saying, hey, we look at down this priority list, that pet is above above Mm -hmm. your spouse. And that causes, again, that's going to cause a crack on one of those pillars of intimacy or multiple pillars of intimacy. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting to look at this too, because, you know, we also asked the question, you know, what's the impact uh, on your marriage? Because it's not all, you know, puppy kisses and kitty snuggles. And, you know, there are times when you were saying things like, well, when the cat lays on my wife and that becomes the excuse for her not to be intimate. When one of us has to bear all of the responsibility for cleaning up after the pets. I will tell you straight up, this is one of the reasons we do not have a dog because I did not want, I had that responsibility as a child and I did not want it as an adult. The whole cleanup thing, uh uh-uh. That's new to me. Yeah, that's what came up here. Um, We're limited to where we can go or how long we can stay away. Yeah, and and that's mine. And I personally, that's mine because I always wanted us to have freedom to go and do things um, and not have to think about, oh, well, are we taking the dog with us? Are we not? And if we don't, where are we putting putting the dog? You know, and that, that's just just me personally. I was just sort of like, yeah, I don't I don't want to be concerned about that. Yeah. Other people said our pets get more affection and attention than I do. They scratch at the door at a bad time. Oh. <laughs> that just like that, I get, that's that's like in the middle of foreplay. You're about to have an orgasm, and the right. dog's like, like barking oh. or scratching on your door. Yeah, yeah. Can't have sex when they're in the room. That's uh, like that. The friends that we shared. The costs associated with pet ownership. Yeah, your financial intimacy. Right. So when you look at this list, I mean, you can see that your emotional, your physical, financial, recreational, and sexual intimacy can all be negatively impacted, especially when it gets down to this place of the dog has, or the cat has the priority in the relationship because you're out of balance there. And we need to talk about what to do about that after this break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Welcome back. We're talking about giving your pillars of intimacy strength when it feels like the pets get more attention. You know, as I said before the break, you know, when you have a pet, there are five of the six intimacies just off the top of my head based on your responses. The only one that I didn't mention was spiritual. And that depends on how you guys pray about, you know, like we, we were actually getting something notarized the other day. And, and the woman was saying to us, she goes, I, I had to take my dog to the vet. That's why I couldn't be here for your early appointment. She goes, because I was concerned that if my husband might like take the dog to the vet and, you know, she's like, I had to be praying that he wasn't going to put the euthanized. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's like bringing in spiritual intimacy there. But okay. Um, yeah. That was really interesting though, too, that we did, we, we went to go get that notarized and what this, this this woman was bringing up, our notary was bringing up with the reason she couldn't make our earlier appointment is because she needed to be at the vet. They all needed to be at the vet because she felt that the husband was at a point where the dog was older in years and was more of like, hey, the dog doesn't need to be in pain. So it's just better for us to euthanize and, and let him or her to be on its way. And, and she's like, no, I feel like our dog has a couple more years. Right. So that's why she wanted to be at the vet with him to, to make sure to uh, say, no, we're going to keep just going on with the, the medical um, care care that we have in, in place. Right. Real life examples out of Tony and Lisa's life. This, this is the world we live in, right? Because, you know, when you start looking at these different intimacies, and I think this is, it's actually what we've heard from so many of you is is the beauty behind the six pillars of intimacy framework. You can start to look at any situation that you're facing in your marriage and be able to go, okay, where, where are the cracks? Where are we experiencing disconnect here? Because emotionally, you may find yourself just resentful of the responsibility of being the one to care for the pet or the attention that your spouse is giving to your pet. And it's how does that get communicated? Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you as a marriage coach, resentments that are not dealt with turn into great big uglies in a, in a marriage, mm-hmm. right? So, so looking at that emotional intimacy, how do the two of you communicate about that? Physically, you may find yourself struggling when you see your spouse is super affectionate with the spouse and, and is physical with, the, with, with them the, with the or animal. with the animal mm-hmm. yeah, and not with you. And you're like, hey, 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 hey. Like, do I need to roll over and, you know, put my, you know, arms and legs up in the air so that you'll like scratch my belly? There are actually some spouses that think that they, you know, as illogical as that sounds, think I could probably do that. And then maybe my spouse would look at me like straight up people. I have heard that in conversation. And I just want to remind everybody that physical intimacy is the non-sexual touch. That is the holding hands. That is the cuddling. And so if you're in a place where you see your spouse at the end of the couch, the dog on their lap, you know, and you're at the other end going like, Hey, like I'm right here. And, and I'm, sort of like physically physical intimacy starved there can be that resentment that begins to build up over time where you're going why does the dog get all that and i get none of it mm-hmm. you have to talk about the financial intimacy because pets do cost money this, this is what we would often tell our children when they were growing up right that that there are unexpected vet bills there's the food and the medical care and yes if we want to go away and we're not taking the dog with us there's boarding costs or pet sitting costs and all of these different things and over time i mean i've i've heard the stories about people that have paid you know six ten thousand dollars for a surgery for medical care for their animal only to have it die as you know as a result of illness and, and whatnot and how does that impact the two of you from the financial outlay mm-hmm. Right. When you look at recreational and and I just alluded to it, you know, like 
does it limit the two of you? Is, is having this pet or the, or the choices that you make to make the pet a priority, is it limiting what the two of you can do to build your recreational intimacy because you're taking Fido along? And, and so you always have the dog with you. There's always a companion and it's never just the two of you. What does that look like? And, and sexually, you know, when the pet sleeps in your room and some of you said it scratches at the door at wrong times or, or simply becomes an excuse not to have sex, your sexual intimacy is impacted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, if, if the dog is just sleeping at the bottom of the bed and it creates sort of this awkwardness of trying to be sexually intimate, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I don't want to kick the dog off the bed because then my spouse might get mad, but how do I get into this place of where I can be, you know, where we can be in foreplay and then have sex. Mm-hmm. It, it can be an awkward, which then goes back to your emotional intimacy because you're not having those conversations right. about how are we going to do this? Because I, we want to have and want to be sexually intimate mm-hmm. and yet we're not saying anything. So right. then our emotional intimacy is impacted. Well, you know, there's a reason there's a whole chapter in the six pillars of intimacy where I talk about the fact that, that they are intertwined, that they are not independent of one another and, and you know, getting into this place of, and I'm going to reaffirm, we are not telling you to get rid of your pets. No. What we're saying here in this episode is that if you are starting to find yourself in a place where, you know, you are getting more from your pet than you are from your spouse, it's time to evaluate what's going on in the marriage. Like if I, if I can be so bold and so blunt as to say that, that if you would rather spend time with your animal than with the person that you are married to, because of the dynamic between the two of you, it's actually time to get help for your marriage. I, I'm just going to say it because Tony has outlined multiple times in this episode, you know, God, spouse, kids, work, everything else. Family, If work, everything else. If the dog or the cat is up there <laughs> above your spouse, your dynamic is off. There's going to be resentments. There's going to be tension. It's time to start looking at, you know, what can I do and what can we do? What's missing? What's missing in this relationship? And I understand, right? Pets, pets give you that unconditional love and they don't talk back. And a spouse definitely has the ability to talk back. And there is conditional, there are conditional aspects to a relationship, right? There, there are, there is the give and take. There are arguments. It's not just like, you know, telling Fido, no, you can't have that. And the dog, you know, is like, okay, you know, your spouse is gonna be like, no, we're not gonna do that. Well, why not? Like, you're gonna have a conversation around it. Mm-hmm. But there's a completely different relationship here where the two of you actually need to evaluate what do we need to do to bridge this emotional and physical disconnect? What do we need to do to be intentional? Because yes, it's more than just putting down a plate of food and making sure the water bowl is filled and you know the shots are all in order. Marriage is a whole lot more than that. But I will tell you, and I've seen it time and time again, that when a couple will be intentional about their relationship, they can shift it to the point where it is fulfilling. Because often I think that's what the crux of this is. When the dog or the cat becomes more important, there's, there's a lack of fulfillment in the marriage relationship, which mm. means that something needs to be addressed. Because if you don't address it, that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it will continue to grow and to fester. Yeah. It, it is interesting, you know, when we look at at this area, because what, what comes to my mind and something we have discussed, especially around in-laws and friends and other people are, how are we setting up those guardrails? Mm, wow. Like, what are we, what are we setting up 
if we believe, which we do, that our marriage is the most important thing and our spouse is our top priority, just like any other type of relationship, what are the guardrails that we are setting up? So that way we have the extraordinary marriage we desire. And yes, the dog is part of your home. It's part of the family. I I understand that. But you wouldn't let your child sit in your room 24-7 as they got older. You know what I mean? You you would say something to them. And, and we've had to, right? Like, hey, I remember when our kids were young, when they would just want to walk into our room whenever they whenever they wanted to. And we had to set up some guardrails. It was basically like, hey, kiddos, if you wake up in the middle of the night, we got this cool blanket bed right out front our door, out front of our door, in front of our door. We have pillows set up. There's a blanket for you. If something rattles you or something, you can just walk on over and you can just sleep right here. If something more, you can, you know, knock on the door. And we trained them. We conditioned them so that way they learned that, hey, you don't just get to barge in in, in mom and dad's room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, this is this is an episode and it's funny because even as Tony and I were preparing this episode, he's like, are, are we really talking about dogs and cats? <laughs> are, are, are we really going to do this? And, and what I realized, this goes all the way back to the top of the episode and even as we're, you know, he's bringing it here to a close talking about guardrails is that these are the kind of topics that and conversations that we as married couples need to be having. We, we need to look at the little things because it's, it's not often, you know, it's not like one day just a big thing happens to a marriage, right? It's all the little decisions. Mm-hmm. It's all the little times that we don't make our spouse feel important. It's all the little times that we say, you know what, something else or you know, someone else is more important than you are. That's where our marriage gets eroded. Mm-hmm. So we do need to do episodes like it's me or the dog because we have to address the little things to come alongside the two of you and say, hey, take a look at these five pillars of intimacy specifically that are impacted by the, the pets. Let's take a look. Are we having experiencing cracks in them because of what's been going on lately in terms of priority? And what can I do to shift that? And what can we do as a couple to make one another feel important again? Yeah, that's good. So for, for those of you who do have pets and, and maybe that you know, this episode just stirred a little something for you. There you go. Like, look at those pillars of intimacy and have an open, honest, transparent conversation with your spouse over each one of those around your pet or pets. Because as Elisa said, it is sometimes these things that we don't think about. It's just like, oh, it's no big deal. And yet there's this underlying current going on. There's this frustration. There's this angst. There's this, this area where it's pulling you apart and we don't want that for you guys. We want you guys to be hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder going, we are on the same team, be it, it comes with our sexual intimacy, with our kids, with our in-laws or even our pets. So go out there this week, determine what is going to be best for your marriage so that you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.